Good morning. Usually when I speak to different congregations, I spend a couple minutes letting them get to know me, tell a few jokes, kind of lighten up the atmosphere, but I've been threatened with my life that if I go over 10 minutes, uh, I, I won't be here tomorrow. I can't tell you who, the initials are Brian Blankenship, but um, so just insert the, the laughter and we'll move on. Um, <clears throat> we're reading from Acts 6, verses 1 through 7, and um, as I was thinking about this sermon, I was thinking about the ATS staff. Now, I realize as I look out here, you're not all ATS staff, but you are part of the ATS family, and so you contribute in, in amazing ways to this family and to this group that we call ATS. So really, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to, to bring home what your part is in this message. So let's start out by using our holy imaginations as we read through this, this uh, section of Scripture. I love to do that. Scripture comes alive to me when I try to imagine the people that are in the passage, um, where they were sitting, what, what uh, area of the country they were in. And, and I try to imagine all of those things. Now, it gets dangerous when you let your holy imagine get away from, imagination uh, get away from you. And it would be a mistake if we read this passage and we tried to assume intent of the disciples, the, the apostles, in why they did this, this mathematical thing that they did of dividing up the labor. Now, there was a complaint that they weren't getting it right, and so the apostles decided, we've got to split this up. We can't do everything. And so... When I first read this, uh, let's just call it many years ago when I first read this, I, I imagined one of the apostles kind of stroking their beard and looking over their spectacles and putting away their scroll and saying, hmm, in a very haughty tone, you know, those of us who have been called to deliver God's word, we can no longer wait tables. Let's find those who are not as gifted or talented or called, and let's let them be the people who will wait tables. And then I remembered how the Hebrew people believed and what they believed specifically about hospitality. They would not have given up that job just because they were called to something else. I mean, hospitality, if you go back to the Old Testament, it's not only a command, but it's an opportunity, it's a, it's a gift, it's a, it's a means of grace to be able to be hospitable to God's family. They would never have said, let's let the little people wait tables and we'll just keep doing God's calling. They thought seriously about that and so they created a job description. Those of you that work here, you love your job descriptions. Um, this one didn't say anything about how much weight you can lift or, uh, it doesn't say it's ready and able to do anything you're called upon to do. Um, but it does say this. They, they create this job description and, and they talk about the kind of person who needs to be waiting tables. And they say things like full of wisdom, respectable. 
They call them uh, full of faith, endowed by the spirit, exceptional in wisdom. And you know, when the apostle said it, it wouldn't be right, I, I was looking at the Greek in that, and, it, and it, the Greek word was, it's not really reasonable, it's not fitting, and it wouldn't be pleasurable to all of us in this community if we did everything. And so they create a job description, and if you look at the people that filled that job description, like Stephen and Philip, you'll hear words like, has the face of an angel. Anybody have that in their job description this morning? Stephen was full of grace and power. Stephen did great wonders and signs among the people. He remained faithful in the midst of stoning. Now, I'm grateful that's not in my job description. Philip, we know that he was able to pop in and out of places, sort of like Mary Poppins would pop in and out of sidewalk art. You know, he ended up here, and then he would be, be somewhere else. And so these men were incredible people that were assigned the job of waiting tables. The other mistake that we could make when we talk about this mathematical division problem is to assume that this is the point in the life of the church that the ordained and the ordinary were separated. It wasn't about that at all. It wasn't the apostles saying, we will do the important work of the kingdom and we'll be the ordained and you be the ordinary. You just wait tables, make sure you clean them well, make sure you feed people, make sure all of the widows get fed, not just the um, Aramaic-speaking ones. But if you look deeper, it isn't about that at all. That was never their intention. If you look at the lives of the people that were chosen and their ministry, it was never a part of this decision that certain people would preach and certain people would do the other work, and that those that preached would never wait tables. I am sure, just in my imagination, that Peter and, and the other apostles still came in and fed people. Why would you give that up? Why would you give up the opportunity to one-on-one -on -one get to minister to somebody in God's kingdom or minister to someone to bring them into God's kingdom? I'm thinking they were in line wanting to get in on that action. The really exciting thing, when you look at that passage, if you read a couple chapters in, you find out that Stephen, the table waiter, it was really his sermon and his death that created the scattering that happened. The reason that the word of God, that Christianity got to spread, was because Stephen was stoned, and so much persecution happened, it tells us in in chapter 8, now those who were scattered went from place to place proclaiming the word. And God's kingdom was enlarged. More people came to Christ. More people's lives were changed. Are you giving me the eye, Brian? Not yet. Soon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this is where you come in. It wasn't made that at that point in Acts, we, we moved from the ordained to the ordinary, that certain people would have certain jobs and never the, the twain shall mix. It was, it was never about Peter and the other apostles saying, let's give the less gifted people this kind of a job. Because the truth is, back then, in God's word, today, at ATS, 
Ministry doesn't come out of a job description or a job title. The ministry that we're called to comes out of our lives, especially a life that is hidden in Christ. That's where ministry comes out of. So, so whether we sit at a desk, whether we work in the cafeteria, whether we do whatever our job is here, whether you're a student, God hasn't called you to lay aside your life of ministry. That comes out of who you are in Christ, and it comes out of interaction with other people. It comes out of serving people food. One of the greatest ways we can do any ministry for Christ is to feed people. So today's mathematical lesson, as we go back to school, you could tell I was a teacher, the math lesson for today, and this is for ATS specifically, but it's for the world, it's for the kingdom of God. Like the apostles in Acts, we have a holy calling. And that's to divide our labor up on a day-to-day -day basis. But we work as one, together, so that those of us who call ourselves ATS will add souls and will multiply discipleship and the kingdom of God will grow. So fellow laborers, let me read Colossians 3.17 over you today as we start a new school year. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen.